Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. Everyone bow your heads. Close your eyes. We're going to pray. Oh, wait. I don't know how to pray. It's hard to pray. Can any of you all relate to that? Be honest. How many of you can relate to that? Amen. I know that. Because I remember being in a season where I didn't know what words to pray. And you know, sometimes we feel that way because we don't know what to pray. And sometimes we feel like that because we don't have the time to pray. And sometimes we feel that because we're far from God. One of the reasons I thought prayer was hard is I always compared the way I prayed to the people that I thought were good prayers. You know what I'm talking about? You would hear these people and they're saying these eloquent prayers and I'm like, oh Lord, Jesus, I can't talk to you that way. I don't know how to use all those flowery words. That's not who I am. But can I tell you, he wants you to be you. He doesn't want you to pray like somebody else. He wants you to pray like you. In this series committed, Pastor Rich has taught us that we need to just be a committed person, right? He's also taught us that last week that we need to be committed to the word. And today, I'm going to do my best to teach and not preach, but I want to teach you that it is important that we are committed to pray. So let's pray. Father, we come to you today. We ask you to do what only you can do in our lives. God, we ask that the word that you've given me would affect our hearts and change us today, God. Let you Speak completely through me today. Let it not be any of my words, but all the words that you gave me or will give me, Holy Spirit, in the middle of this message. And today, God, I'm asking you that if any of us are in a place where we're not praying for whatever reason, convict us today and teach us today so that we can communicate more effectively with you. Amen. Prayer, you guys, is really simple. And you may be like, huh? I don't think so. But Joyce Meyer said, prayer is simply talking to God like a friend and should be the easiest thing we do each day. So let me ask you a question. Is it hard to have a conversation with your spouse? Well, 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 forget that one because sometimes it is. But is it hard to have a conversation with a friend? No. 
We can talk on the phone for hours. We text all day. We set up a lunch or a dinner uh, uh, appointment and two hours have gone by and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm late to the next thing. It's so easy to talk to a friend. So listen to this. The Bible tells us that Jesus calls us his friend. John 15, we're going to begin reading in verse 12. It says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I've told you everything the father told me, you did not choose me, I chose you. And the first way we grow a friendship with anyone is spending time together, right? Right. Um, so we have conversations. We talk and we listen. So if Jesus calls us his friend, don't you think we should be talking and listening to him? That's prayer. And that is simply what prayer is. We talk and we listen. God gave us two ears. How many ears? And one mouth. So I believe that we should be listening in prayer as much as praying back. And I'll tell you, I got, I, I, I really used to feel guilty that I didn't have a lot of words to pray, that I listened more than I prayed. But I'm a visionary. And if I'm not careful, I'll let my way get in the way of his way. So that's why if you get in my car, all the young kids are like, you don't listen to music? No, I listen to the Lord. Because if, if there is too much, y'all know me, I get distracted. I, <laughs> Jeremiah's on the front row going, yes, that is exactly the truth. I get distracted so I can't have music on because I need to hear from the Lord. There's a story in 1 Samuel in chapter 3. I'm not going to read it to you, but write it down. Uh, someone, Sydney, I think, said, uh, no, who said it? I don't know. Somebody said, I'll be there Sunday, and I'll be taking notes. I'm like, uh, you're going to heaven then. Uh, <laughs> but um, there's a, a story in 1 Samuel 3. Write it down. I'm going to paraphrase it. Go study it out for yourselves. I never in this church want you guys to think what we speak from a platform is God. We all interpret things differently. So you go read the word. It's alive. It's active in your life. And it'll speak to you exactly what you need in the season that you read it. So here we go. In that scripture, it's a boy who was called to work in the church. And under the, the priest, Eli. So it would be somebody that's called to work in big church under Pastor Rich and I. So that's the equivalent. And one night they were in bed and he heard a voice and he ran to Eli's room, but it was actually God speaking to him. What do you want, Eli? Eli was like, I didn't call you. And he sent him back to his room. And then he went back to his room and he heard 
himself called again. So he ran again to Eli's area and he said, yes, what do you need? This is like the second time because he was a young kid. Okay. Uh, and, and he said again, I did not call you go back to bed. And so he ran back to bed and God called Samuel again. And for the third time, Samuel ran to Eli's room and Eli maybe have been a little frustrated. Like this is the third time you've woken me up, waken me up. Eli, you've, Samuel, you've woke me up three times. There we go. And again, Eli was like, oh. Then he realized, oh, it's God calling Samuel. So he coached him and he said, now listen, Samuel, I want you to go back to your room. And when you hear your name again, I want you to speak to the Lord and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So God spoke to Samuel. And you may have found yourself feeling like Samuel, like when you hear the Lord, you're going, is that me? Is that you? I don't know. God, is that you? And you may be hearing, but you're really unsure of what you're hearing, right? Or you may be hearing, but are you really listening? There is a difference between hearing and listening. It's like the word, you may be reading it, but are you living it? Is it in you? Is it coming through you? We all can be hearers of the word, but the way that we know we're listening is if we're doers of the word. And the way we hear is to know God, right? We can only hear him when we know him personally and intimately, and I believe, especially in today's culture, this busy world and running around all the time, we get so caught up and so dependent on man's voice that we aren't listening to God's voice. Can I get an amen? It's why I said right up at the top, please write this stuff down. Go study it out for yourself because I'm just a person. God's voice is always on time and perfect. We are always looking, not always, but we're looking for a prophetic word, right? Nothing wrong with that. We're looking for a preacher to preach a message. Nothing wrong with that. Go watch YouTube messages. Be in the house. Go back and watch messages. Nothing wrong with that. Or we're wanting somebody to pray over us or speak over us. And again, Y'all, there's nothing wrong with that. That is fine. But preachers and podcasts are great, but we need to learn for ourselves how to hear the voice of the Lord. And we've got to do it throughout the work week. You can't just come to church on Sunday and said, feed me, preacher. Oh, I'm going to pray on Sunday. I'm going to worship on Sunday. We've got to eat throughout the week. The Bible says that those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they will be feel, filled. So if you are not hungering throughout the week, 
you're not going to get filled. I believe that we, most of us, eat two to three times a day, correct? Maybe not on the fast, but um, speaking of the daggone fast, wow. I want you to stand up right now. If God has just like been moving in your life, he's been speaking, you've had breakthrough. Look around, wow. Thank you, Jesus. So good. Trey asked me before we started, he's like, are you ready? I said, I'm so ready. I am so ready. This fast has been so, so good. But we don't just eat once a week food. So we cannot just eat from the word and from prayer and from worship once a week. Sometimes we forget that we have access to God whose voice is like many waters. It has all the guidance, all the wisdom, and it has all the answers. What we really need is to hear from him. Have you found yourself going to this friend and that friend and this mentor and that pastor and you've asked their advice about something before you've ever gone to the Lord. We tend to ask everyone but God, and he is the one with all the answers and your perfect answer. People want to tell us what to do. You should do this. You should do that. You should, 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 should. Right? As pastors, we get all kinds of people telling us what we should do, should do, should do, should do. And we get lots of great ideas. Hear my heart. Lots of great ideas. But let me tell you a story that happened to us early on in the refuge days. Somebody that was close that I love so much came to me, came to us and said, I have this idea, and I think it would be perfect for refuge. And honestly, Pastor Rich and I didn't even take a minute to pray about it. It was like, oh my gosh, that is a great idea. Let's just do it. And we spent the money, we booked the speaker, we did the advertising, and we weren't selling tickets. But the Lord was faithful because he allowed all of that money to be refunded and the deposit given back and everybody was gracious and he saved us from it. But he taught me a very valuable lesson and he told me, he said, I will always speak the vision to you all first and then other people can confirm it. And since that day, we have really held on to that. And it's the same in your life. People will reveal, but God will always confirm. And so be very careful that you don't take what somebody says as fact. Take it before the Lord and ask him what he has for you. Committed to prayer and listening and committed to the word, that is the other place that he confirms what he speaks. If you aren't hearing God's voice, I'm going to challenge you to check your position. Proximity 
matters. We have to be so close to God so that we can hear him clearly. My youngest son has 60% hearing loss in one ear and 70% in the other. And I don't know how long that happened. It got discovered when he was in fifth grade. Um, and, I, and so I think it was even younger than that because he struggled in school and reading and all that stuff. Um, he's good now, successful now. Thank you, Jesus, for redemption. But when he didn't have his hearing aids in, let me tell you what happened. He would get closer so he could hear us and read our lips. Pastor Rich thinks I can't hear. And I've discovered I can hear, but when there are distractions around me, I can't hear. That's a word for somebody. He gets frustrated at me when I say, huh? Would you say, huh? Huh? And he's like, Ooh. I mean, sometimes he really does that. Mm. And I'm like, I can't help it. Um, I can't hear clearly when there's distractions. The background noise can't be too loud. If music is on or the TV is on, I can't hear. If there's other conversations around me, they're melting into what you're having. Like, I'll go back and do laundry, and he's trying to have a conversation with me. I'm like, dude, I can't hear you. <laughs> I cannot hear you. Um, and the last way for him is I can't hear him when he mumbles. Right? That's a distraction. <laughs> So in order for us to hear God, we might have to get rid of distractions. Let's look at James 5, 16. I'm going to be reading from the NLT, but I'm also going to add some words that are more effective from the New King James. It says, the earnest, which means effective, fervent is what King James says. Prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Now I'm going to back up and I'm going to read that again. The earnest, effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So if prayer has great power and produces wonderful results, we better learn to pray. Jesus teaches us how to pray in Matthew 6. Listen to verse 5. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. So what that means is we shouldn't just pray when we're at church or around people that can watch us and hear us pray. And it also means that we should not babble on to hear ourselves talk. 
or repeating the same words over and over again to make our prayers longer. Y'all, you can use a one-sentence prayer and it's just as effective as being in prayer for eight, 10 hours. Anybody in here pray eight, 10 hours? Okay. Um, (laughs) Prayer doesn't have to be long. It just needs to be done. Matthew 6, 9. This is Jesus talking. It's the Lord's Prayer. And he told us, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our day, our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And I'm just going to tell you today that there is so much more to prayer than what I can cover in this 30-minute message. And it's for another day, another message, and we'll get there. But I don't know about you, but when I hear from the Lord, (laughs) I always am looking for that confirmation because I'm not moving until the Lord confirms it, okay? So, you know what I did? I went to Instagram and I took a poll. (laughs) I heard the Lord and I was like, okay, I got to get this confirmed because I'm preaching on Sunday. I can't wait two weeks. I've got to get an answer today. So I asked questions like, do you pray? 100% of the people said, yes. And then I asked, do you pray every day or when you need something? 92% of the people said every day. 8% said only when they needed something. The next question I asked is, do you think prayer is hard or the easiest thing you do? And 37% of the people said it was hard. And then I said, do you know how to pray or do you know what to pray? And 41% of the people said they don't know how to pray or what to pray. And my last question I asked is, would you want to learn to pray? And 93% of the people said yes. Those results are astounding. So God confirmed what he spoke to me on Monday. Kiss. Keep it simple, sweetie. So I'm going to give you a few pointers on prayer. And then... I'm going to activate a prayer life in every one of you that may be struggling or not know how to pray today. So first point, write it down. You need to pray boldly. Pray boldly. Hebrews 4, 16 says, so let us come boldly to our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Hey, you guys, we cannot pray these little, weak, little, maybe you'll do it, God, prayers. No, we have to pray boldly, believing that he hears us and he will answer us. We may not always get the answer that we want, but he always gives us an answer. Number two, pray his word 
back to him, Miss Terry, because his word does not return void, which means, you guys, simply the word's going to do what it says it'll do. Another plug from Pastor Rich's message last week, why we need to be committed to know the word. If you're not in the word, you're not getting, it's not in you. It's not in you. Isaiah 55, 11 says, it is the same with my word. I send it out and it always, everybody say always, always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. How many of you guys are gonna be committed to the word and committed to prayer now? Amen. And the third point is pray for his will. We read it above in the Lord's prayer. Your will be done. Your will be done. Not our will, not our ask, not our petition. Your will be done. And someone on the Insta polls asked me this. Prayer can be hard because we're told to ask for things, but in the same breath told to trust God's will. So are we supposed to sit back and let God do his thing? Or are we supposed to pray for change? Oh, such a great question. So let me tell you what I believe the answer to that to be. If your heart is aligned to the Father's, you're going to be praying as well right? We want what he wants. We have taken on God's nature. We love people. We want peace. We're praying for all of those things. So if you want to check yourself, if you're praying God's will or not, check what you're asking for. If you're praying things that are a part of his nature, you're praying God's will. And there's We can look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was there alone with his three closest confidants outside of the garden that kept going to sleep. Um, But he was praying to his father so fervently that his sweat was like blood drops. He was praying and saying, God, I don't want to go to the cross. I don't want to die this violent death. I don't want to, but if it's your will, if it's your will, I will do it. That's why we pray his will. Because y'all, we don't know the bigger picture, but he does, right? Like if we're praying what we want, God may have a better answer than what we're asking for. So pray his will. He knows what's best. So I'm going to teach you Acts prayer. Y'all, if you aren't taking notes, will you please at least screen, or take a picture of this screen? Because I'm going to ask you to do this when you leave for this week and for always. A stands for adoration. In the Lord's Prayer, it opens up, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. This part of prayer is when we're saying, 
Oh God, I'm so in awe of you. You are so mighty and faithful and just and loving and all of the compliments of who God is in your life. You adore him with your words. C stands for confession. And this is where we bring things to God that we've done that we know is gonna hurt his heart. And we start saying, God, I'm sorry that I didn't give my all at my job this week. God, I'm sorry that I didn't hold the door open for somebody. Y'all, it's, it's really some, that simple. It doesn't have to be big, bad, I'm sorry, one of the 10 commandments. No, it can be the little ways that God is leading you where you have hurt his heart. And then after we say we're sorry, we ask God to forgive us. And T stands for thanksgiving. We begin to thank him for the ways he's shown up in our life, the answers to prayers, for the things he's done, for never leaving us for, and forsaking us. I pray that one almost every day. God, thank you that you didn't give up on me. Thank you that you put my feet on the ground today so that I can go out into the world and make the devil scared of me. <laughs> you know, we begin to thank him um, for everything that he's at. You know, it's kind of like we do with our kids, right? We go, oh, thank you for being such a good boy at Target today. Thank you for picking up your toys. We're, we're, we're thanking in advance and sometimes thanking because they've already done something. And the third or the fourth uh, one, S, stands for supplication. And this is where we begin to ask God for the things we want to change. The people who we are praying healing over. Direction, clarity, peace, joy, love. Whatever it is you need, this is where you begin to pray those things and ask those things. Don't you think, you know, when when we are, when, when I sit down with somebody and I'm bringing correction, I do um, sandwich. Do y'all know what sandwich is? It's you compliment them and tell them all that they do well on the first as the top bread. And then the meat is, here's what I need you to work on. <laughs> and then the, the bottom piece of bread is more compliments and what they are doing well. That's kind of what Acts Prayer is. We open up saying, Lord, you're, we're in awe of you. You're wonderful. You're great. You have been so faithful to me this week. And then we end it at supplication. I don't know about you, but when somebody approaches me positively first, I'm much more open to hear what they're going to bring later. But when they come to me saying, you should, you should, you should, it's like in one ear and out the other, la, 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 la right? Um, so now it's time to activate a prayer life in you. So Braylon, if you would shut down the lights. And why God told me that we needed to do this part is because it will make a prayer life easier for you Monday through Saturday. Okay. So I want you to get 
to a place where you can personally pray. That can be at your seat. It can be kneeled at your seat. It can be at the altar. And I want you to go there quickly and quietly, but I want you in a place where you feel comfortable to pray. And next, we're gonna flash each one of those um, words in Acts prayer on the screen. And I will begin, I will open it and then I'll fade out. And then I want you to practice what I just taught you, right? Like if you've ever been in a sport or um, you're, you're, you're it, we've all been in school and had to learn to read. The teacher teaches us or the coach teaches us and then they say, now go do. That's what I'm coaching you to do today. Let's activate it. So with however you're comfortable, let's begin to pray. So adoration. Father, we come to you. We thank you that you're on the throne. That you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. That you never leave us and you never forsake us. That you're good. we're going to go into confession. Father, we ask that you would forgive us for our sins, the sins of our city, and the sins of our nation. step into thanksgiving. Father, we come to you just so grateful. We're so thankful that we get to partner with you and, and 
pray for others and pray for ourselves. And thank you, Lord, that you are moving in this church. I thank you, Lord, that you are moving in the people of this church. I thank you, Lord, that you are gonna get what you paid for. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've done in our lives. I thank you for the healings that you're bringing. And I thank you, Lord, for all the good that's coming in the future. where we're, it's supplication and this is where we're gonna ask God. So Father, we come to you today agreeing with your word that you are gonna pour your spirit out on all flesh. God, we um, contend for an awakening and a revival. We never get too far that you don't send your Holy Spirit to do a new thing. And God, today, we as your body agree with what you want to do in this land, God, that you will love us all the way to hell. And we ask, Lord, today that you awaken people's spirits to who you are and your faithfulness. ahead and if you're not if you'll just look this way for just a moment it's pretty simple huh and how many of you guys felt a little different now that you feel empowered to know how to pray yes we want you guys to continue to do this for the rest of the week and actually always and as you go deeper in prayer, it'll change a little bit. You'll grow in it a little bit. And um, we're gonna take it a step further. And I want you to turn your eyes to the screen and watch this video. So five years ago, I was sitting at a refuge service with my children and Kagan challenged us just for 10 days to take out a piece of paper, write down your prayer request, pray fervently over those specific requests, Challenge God, be very specific, whether it's an increase in finances, say the number that you're wanting to, 
Um, if it's God needing to move in a certain way, just tell him exactly what you're needing. No hold back, open and honest transparency with God. So I did that. Me and two of my girlfriends took up that challenge. So for 10 days, we wrote down our, our prayer request in a notebook. We also used the Marco Polo app. Um, so every Monday morning we got on the app, we said our specific prayers for one another, um, prayed for our children, our husbands, our needs, our wants, our desires, and shared those. And day after day, God showed up. Time after time, He showed up again and again. Being able to highlight those specific requests is amazing. God is a faithful God. He's one that when you commit with Him in prayer, when you partner with Him, He's going to show up. He knows the desires of your heart. He knows your wants. He knows your calling. He knows your blessings that you're waiting for in the storehouse. So I just challenge you to, for 10 days, partner with us, write down your needs in your prayer journal. And when God answers those, don't forget to highlight them. Amen. So my friend Jessica, she has kept that prayer journal going for five years. 10 days turned to five years where she's interceding for the needs of other people. And I, she on Mondays, for the people she's called to pray for, she gives out a text message that says, what are your prayer needs this week? And I'm honored that I'm one of the people that get that text every Monday. And there's been so many things that we've been able to highlight because of her faithfulness and God's faithfulness to intercede. The Bible says that we stand in the gap and we make up the hedge. And so we're only challenging you to do this for 10 days. Take it where you want to take it. Do with it what you want to do with it. But I'll tell you, when we sat down for coffee and I asked her to record this video, first of all, her answer was yes. And if you would have known her five years ago, she was like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't want to be on a video. And actually, I said, you can either do it live or do a video. And she's like, whatever you think. I'm like, I had to pick my mouth up off the ground. I was like, who are you? Thank you, Jesus. But today, Jessica is gonna be at the Next Steps Bar. If you have questions for her, or you just wanna say, wow, I'm so proud or impressed that God has had you in that place. Go encourage her and affirm her. And I bet, I, I, I don't wanna speak for her, but I bet if you have a prayer request, she's gonna pray for it. And we're also today going to be selling big church prayer journals for $5 at the Next Steps Bar. If you don't want, if you're like, I am not getting my kids out and going to Target to get a, a notebook. Uh, we'll do that today. And one last thing. I'm gonna be doing God's calling me out of my comfort zone this year. I'm gonna be doing a prayer series on Instagram. I'm gonna be asking questions where people can answer uh, or things that they wanna learn more about or whatever, but I'm gonna be doing that this week. And so if you have questions or you wanna go a little bit deeper than what we did today, I want you to follow me on Instagram 
at imperfectly Mindy. Now, I want you all to stand. And we're gonna go into a time of invitation. An invitation for you to have an encounter with God. Listen, you can come to church and go to crew and do all the things, but until God encounters you, your life never changes. So we're gonna ask you to come and, and have an encounter. We're gonna ask you, maybe you don't need an encounter. You're like where I feel like I'm at, a really good place with the Lord. And encounter me if you want, Lord. But I just want to be in community. And the key word in community is unity. And when we stand up here together, we're serving the enemy. Notice that you have no place in our life anymore. You might as well get behind me, Satan. Go back to hell where you belong. So would you join us in this next song? Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.